I'm Reed Hudson, and welcome to Thundercast. This week on Thundercast, I'm going to be talking with Mrs. Martha Marmise about her career at Eastern Green Elementary. Mrs. Marmise, thank you for joining me today on Thundercast. My pleasure. Why did you decide to become a teacher at Eastern Green? Why did I become a teacher? Well, I spent a long time here at Eastern as a teaching assistant, and I had some encouragement from fellow teaching assistants and teachers to say, why don't you go back to school and finish your degree? It seems like you like it. And I said, oh, I don't know. And they said, well, one class at a time won't hurt. So I started doing that, and next thing you know, the degree is finished many years later, and uh, there I am, a teacher instead of a teaching assistant. Very nice. (laughs) I like the community, too. And what grade level do you teach? I teach fourth grade, and I've been lucky enough to teach fourth grade all my years as a teacher. It's going on 19. Why do you find it lucky to teach fourth grade? Well, fourth graders are at a great age. They're 10, which is pretty independent age. Uh, After being in working with little kids for a long time, I I do enjoy the fact that they can go to the restroom by themselves. They can tie their own shoes. And uh, I don't know, you could talk to them more like an adult. And we have a good time as 10-year-olds, so I like that. What subjects do you teach at Eastern, or is it a wider area of subjects? Fourth grade teachers, actually all elementary teachers up to fourth grade teach every subject. So we teach reading and math and uh, language arts and social studies and science. We have to teach it all. Is there any certain subject you hit harder than others? I love reading. But my favorite is math. That's my favorite subject. And I used to love to teach Indiana history an awful lot. So um, I'd say math and probably Indiana history were my favorite subjects. What are some examples of things you do in fourth grade math? Uh, Fourth grade math. They are mastering their multiplication facts. They're learning to think a little more logically. So we do a little more logic problems. Um, They're, you know, they're, they're working on their division facts and learning how to do kind of more advanced stuff. It's maybe their first years of struggling with learning some new stuff. Uh, We play around with shapes and geometry. Uh, I teach a special class in May called uh, Tessellations, and we play with figures and repetitions and and, uh, things like that, so I like that. And I like asking deeper questions in math uh, to get them to think a little harder, and sometimes I don't know the answer, but I can always ask them, and it makes them think, so I like that part. And how do you involve your students? Um, it's a lot of back and forth conversation uh, and conversations amongst themselves. I, I like to hear them talking about it. Um, so a lot of I ask a lot of questions, and I'm always ready to ask, you know have them ask me questions. So I know that they're interested when they start raising their hands and want to participate that way. So that's how I get them, and that's how they get involved. You know, I can't make them; they they have to do that. And otherwise, I I do have to draw sticks and call their name and say, hmm, (laughs) are you paying attention today? (laughs) How did you get to Eastern in the first place? How did I get to Eastern? Well, um, I moved to Greene County in uh, 1977 after uh, my husband and I got married. We found a piece of property, and I had been working in Bloomington for about three years. And a good friend of mine, uh, Susan Hollis, was a third-grade teacher here, or actually she was a Title I teacher, and she called me up and said, do you live in the county? And I said, yes. And she asked me a series of questions. She says, well, there's a, an opening for a teaching or teaching assistant position. And uh, I thought maybe you'd be interested. 
1979, I started as a Title I teaching assistant in math, which was great because that's all I taught. That's all I, I did remedial math and math games. And I saw a variety of kids from, I think, second grade to sixth grade. And that was a lot of fun. And I did that for 20 years. What were you doing before teaching? Uh, I worked a variety of things. I worked in a nursing home as an activities director. I, uh, I've i worked in Noble Roman's Pizza in my when I first uh, got out of, when I dropped out of college. Uh, after my freshman year, I've worked at Pancake House, and uh, that was in Indianapolis, in Indianapolis. And then I worked at a record store up there for about three years and decided, mm, this wasn't for <laughs> me. So came to Bloomington and started going back to school for a while. Where did you go to school? Well, I went to Butler first. Um, I came from the East Coast, New York, uh, on the recommendations of an old friend that I had been in uh, dance camp with, and I went to Butler as a dance major. And uh, it was a very closed and sort of uh, name-dropping kind of community, and it just wasn't for me at the time. And so I uh, decided I would explore other horizons, and that was just sort of independent life. And then when I moved to Bloomington, I uh, became a math major at IU, um, and then had a little another little interruption a year later uh, with my father getting sick, so I went home to New York and took care of him with my sisters. And when he passed, I decided to move back to Bloomington because I'd made a variety of really good friends uh, that I could call more, more like home than New York. So that's why I came back to Bloomington, the Eastern Green area. Why in your mind is Eastern special? Well, I feel like Eastern has, it has this family feel to it. I know everybody's saying uh, there was this feeling of family, and it really is. You, They welcomed me with open arms into the community, and I really liked that. And uh, uh, I, I like that sense of being a part of a community. And even though I'm not from around here, uh, I think Eastern Elementary School is a great place because it, it is sort of the center of its community. There's There's not really a town, as you know. And so everybody kind of looks out for each other, and you grow up caring for each other. And in the old days when the school was a K-12 school, you know, you could see kids from kindergarten to 12th grade and all in one building. And it's, it's a wonderful feeling to have that sense of closeness and community in, in, in an education environment because you can watch the kids develop and become, you know, productive and interesting adults including you. Look at this. <laughs> I had you in math, and now I'm sitting behind a microphone. <laughs> Why did you decide to teach fourth grade? Well, when I finished my degree, they, there were no openings, um, so I had to do one more year mm -hmm. as a teaching assistant, and then um, there was an opening for fourth grade, and I um, applied and interviewed and was accepted, and uh, they never moved me after that. <laughs> doesn't hurt that I have a huge library in my room that I think they realized, well, she can't really teach little kids. <laughs> Her library's geared towards, uh, you know, fourth and maybe fourth and fifth. So they've let me stay there, and I think I've done well and enjoyed it for sure. Why did you decide to retire? So I've been here a long time. Yeah. This I uh, started in 1979, and it's 2018, so almost uh, 39, 40 years. And, you know, I think I felt like I wasn't having enough energy to continue on with the kids. I have energy, but just maybe not to keep up with 26 students day in, day out. Um, one of the other things I think sometimes teachers face is uh, just being in the room by themselves all day long with the group of kids. And I think sometimes if we looked at teaching as more of a team 
activity where teachers would work together, then they could bounce off each other or they could divide the tasks and divide some of the lessons. I think it would help teachers stay energized. Um, I have been fortunate enough that I wrote a Lilly grant several years ago and that kind of sparked my interest to go on a little bit more uh, back in 2005. Uh, but it just seemed like the right time. And you know, if I, if I wasn't feeling like I was giving my best uh, to the kids, uh, I think it was time to just sort of say, you know, let's go out on a positive note. I still enjoy it, but I don't want to be uh, to the point where I'm not being as effective as I, as I should be because the kids deserve all that attention because they need it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what are your plans after retirement? Um, well, I have a house that needs to be finished. Uh, it, I was married to a carpenter for nearly 40 years, and um, his house was never done, so we're going to get that finished. I might travel. I have family on um, the West Coast, so I might go see them and just uh, kind of kick back. I love to read. I still like to uh, do some uh, recreational dancing. I like to dance. I square dance and contra dance and do this other kind of dance from England called Morris. And uh, yeah, so I'm just going to relax, stay out here in the country. And How did you first get involved in dancing? The background in dance had a lot to do with it, but that was all like formal ballet and modern dance. And then when I moved to Bloomington, uh, there's this very vibrant group of uh, musicians and dancers that it's called Bloomington Old Time Music and Dance Group. And they loved playing music, banjo, guitar, fiddle, old time music. And uh, they like to dance as well. And the group has been together for over 40 years. Many of us are still really close friends. And so that kind of dancing s started it all, where we get together at different locations. We'd roll up the rugs and dance in people's houses. And then this other kind of dance, Morris dancing, uh, we just went to a dance camp one year and saw it and said, whoa, we like this. Let's bring it to Bloomington. And the dance community was willing to try it. So six women and uh, three men got together and, and uh, started doing it. I'm still one of the few. <laughs> I'm actually, I'm the only one that's still doing it <laughs> all these years later. So I love it. I love to dance. Plus, oh. it keeps me uh, fit. <laughs> you run, leap hurdles, I dance. <laughs> what are some of your other hobbies? Well, I've been pestered by some other retirees to start sewing. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to do that. Um, you know, I just I like to I like to garden. I don't always like to garden by myself, but I'm going to try. So I might try gardening. And uh, my grandmother used to make these rugs, and I saw this group of women just the other day at uh, Lucky's, and they were hooking rugs. And I thought, you know, I might try that. That's what my grandmother did, and I liked what it looked like. And so uh, I might get together with another group of people and start to do a little crafty item like that. Plus, try and stay physically active. Uh, go to the Y. I take yoga. I love yoga. I <laughs> love yoga, too. Do you? Yes. Wonderful. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so peaceful. <laughs> Have you been interested in any other forms of art? Um, well, I'm a supporter, let's say. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, I'm a supporter of the arts. Um, I like to go to shows. Uh, Bloomington, of course, is a, just has so many things available from the Buskirk Chumley to the, um, of course, IU campus has many, many things. So I like to go to those. Um, I like to watch foreign films. I like They have those at IU as well. Uh, I've gone to art museums. You know, I like to support 
going there. I like visiting that. Uh, what else? I am not a musician. That's why I dance. So the performing arts is probably my favorite, but I do like theater and uh, watching movies. And what are some of your favorite uh, theater productions or films? Well, I saw, just a few years ago, I saw Mary Poppins produced in Bloomington, and I just thought it was fabulous. It was just a great production. And, uh, oh, I like dance performances, too. I went just went to Detroit and watched a performer, Travis Walls, do a contemporary piece um, that uh, was just very moving uh, with contemporary dance. So I went to that. I like that a lot. I go to the IU Ballet Productions, and they're, um, of course, very enjoyable and just makes me think about, you know, when I used to do some of that <laughs> stuff and thinking, hmm, what a different life I would have had if I, you know, continued in the dance world. Um, definitely much different. Yeah. Yeah. So I like those. I like to just do those varieties. Um, movies, mm, I don't have a favorite, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> Always like to see a new one. What Always types can. of movies, usually? Um, I like like comedies. I like a mystery every now and then. I don't like anything scary because I have many, many, I don't like to have nightmares about that stuff. Uh, I like musicals. Sometimes, you know, La La Land was a lot of fun and um, I don't know, like comedies. I like some, I like foreign films, some dramas. Uh, There's just so many out there that I just go on Netflix and go, hmm, that one looks interesting, <laughs> and give it a try. <laughs> yeah. Um, what do you think is the fo- importance of fourth grade teaching? Well, at Eastern now, I think fourth grade is important to get, is to start getting the kids ready for middle school and junior mm-hmm. higher, I guess they call it middle school now. You know, getting them to be more independent, um, do a little more independent work and thinking, uh, and they and they struggle with that a little bit. They they uh, they don't want to, they don't want to do it quite so much. Uh, so they need to work a little harder. So I think it's important to just sort of be that. Okay, now it's time to do some things on your own, and you need to think about how to solve your own little problems. And so I think that's it's that getting ready for kind of stage. And yet I don't want to push them. I still like you know give them a hug at the end of the day or a high five or. Uh, and wish them well because uh, they're just ten. So I don't, <laughs> I don't believe in pushing kids to do things before they're ready. And uh, so I think fourth grade is just that kind of fun transition year before you jump into middle school. <laughs> <laughs> and how have you helped with educating outside of the classroom? I do dance teaching then, um, helping with kids. I don't know if I see kids that need help out and about. Um, I'm more than willing. I'm on uh, the literacy board here in Greene County, and so that's for people who struggled getting through school and and are not able to read. So I'm part of that committee trying to make sure that Greene County become uh, more literate or than they are. Uh, other than that, I just feel like I'm out in the community, and if someone needs help, I'm, I'm available. I happened to stop at someone's house the other day, and the mom was working on a math problem she's working on her um, to get her GED, and we uh, had to sit together and talk with her eighth grade daughter and say, well, how, let's see if we can solve that problem <laughs> together. So, you know, just staying involved with the community, I think, helps in many realms of, of uh, continuing the educational process here at Eastern. 
And what do you think the importance of reading and actively reading is? Oh, man. It just takes you anywhere you want to go. And it can be such a... uh, It's a little bit like yoga. You know, it can just bring you a lot of peace if you read the right materials. Or it can make you really angry if you read things that, you know, are controversial. And I think that's good. I think that if you can get that feeling from uh, the printed word, uh, it's huge. It's huge. And it just keeps you informed. And I think we need to be an informed society in order to make uh, decisions and be be a part of it. You have to be informed and reading. It's about, about the best way to uh, get that information. Of course, listening to podcasts is good and uh, just staying informed and however you, whatever medium you like to do, uh, whether you listen or you do actually do the reading is, is successful for yourself. Is there anything else you'd like to mention today? Oh, I don't, I don't think there's anything I just feel super strong about, but um, I have enjoyed being here at Eastern. I've enjoyed a lot watching the kids grow up, watching you grow up. Um, and uh, being remembered fondly by so many. Uh, it's a lot of fun. And I do like sometimes that there's, I have generations. I've got kids, kids. And um, I know it, I should feel old. I don't. But it, I think it's kind of fun to see that too. So I do wa- like watching uh, kids grow up and become productive citizens of, of this wonderful place that we call Eastern Green. <laughs> <laughs> so Thanks for asking me, Reed, to do this with you. I appreciate it. Yes, and thanks for joining me today. My pleasure. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Lettercast. We would like to thank Bloombank for help making this podcast possible. Also, please tune in for our next episode, coming soon. If you have any suggestions or comments, please email us at thundercast at egreen.k12.in.us. You can subscribe to hear every episode of Thundercast on iTunes and Google Play. All content of this podcast is property of Eastern Green School Corporation. It may not be used without expressed written permission. All rights reserved. Thank you very much for listening.